Good evening, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, be sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we are showcasing part two of our wonderful stories from the Game Worn Collecting Community series, in which we have interviews with Game Worn Collectors who are, uh, let's just say, very interesting folks who have a lot of really cool stories, a lot of really cool encounters, and some amazing jersey finds. If you did not hear part one, be sure to check out yesterday's episode. That interview was with Bill Lyons. He is a Flyers fan, and he has some really cool insights about some of the minor league stuff that he collected um, from some of his local teams in Florida. Today's episode will be an interview with Zach Wolpoff, and I will kind of keep things a little bit secret because he's got some really interesting stuff, but suffice to say that he's come across a lot of weird jerseys, uh, especially from D.C. sports and stuff, in the local D.C. area and at thrift shops. So stay tuned and enjoy. All right. Hi, Zach. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you hopping on the call. How are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? I am well. I'm kind of feeling like a little bit like Helen of Troy, but it's what happens when you have no control over situations. So I'm just sitting here waiting, just happy to be a part of something tonight. Hey, we appreciate you stopping by, and we know that uh, everyone's got busy schedules these days. Um, we're having Zach on tonight as part of a new series about stories from the Game One collecting hobby. Now, most people kind of look at jerseys and say, wow. It's a piece of fabric with some cool history and stuff. But obviously for Game One collectors, we've come to understand that much of the hobby is centered around uh, essentially the networking and the relationships that you form with folks, whether it's pros who've worn the jersey, other collectors. Um, you know, people jokingly say things like, it's not the jerseys, it's the friends you make along the way. But that's actually what Game One collecting is really about uh, in an, it's sort of an abstract sense. So Zach is coming on tonight to answer a couple of questions to give some insight into the hobby and share some of his cool stories about jerseys that he's come across, um, some of the folks he may have come across and met, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, Zach, thanks for coming on. Our first Always. question, yeah, our first question for you tonight is: What got you into collecting? So, I was at I was at a, the South Carolina Stingrays Allen Americans uh, Kelly Cup Finals game down in um, South Carolina at the North Charleston Coliseum. And I really wanted a South Carolina Stingrays jersey because I didn't own one. And the only sizes that they had were the sizes for the replica. But they had adult game-worn jerseys for 300 bucks. So I was like, all right, you know what? Screw it. I want one. I bought it. Um, so ever since then, I've kind of been collecting game-worn jerseys, um, whether I want to or not. Also, I'm an eBay seller. So a lot of times I go to thrift stores and I find a lot of like either like high school jerseys or I found some pro jerseys. Um, one of the craziest jerseys I've ever found was I was actually up in Boston at a place called the Thrive Exchange over on Newberry. It's since closed and has moved two streets, a street over and a couple blocks down. But I found a Saginaw Gears game-worn jersey from the 70s there, and I couldn't believe it. It was just sitting on a rack, and I'm like, for 40 bucks? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is beautiful. This is the most beautiful. It was Fabric was amazing. The, the stitching on it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. And for 40 bucks, I bought it and I walked away and I'm like, I just ripped these guys off. And I, I still to this day can't believe that I found that at a thrift store. Yeah. I've seen a few Saginaw years jerseys, but they're, I mean, you're talking about obscure. I think this was 
Was that junior hockey or was that the minor no. league hockey? No, it was the IHL team from seventy. Oh, so IHL. Okay, wow. Yeah, they won the Turner Cup back in seventy six. Jeez, yeah, I've 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 seen a couple of those float around the Facebook group once in a while, but I mean, I think those are that team was around for a couple of years. I thought um, uh, it was around for a little. It wasn't around for a. It was around for at least ten years. It wasn't around for more than. It wasn't around for twenty. So. Finding stuff is kind of rare, so I posted to one of the groups about minor league jerseys, about uh, anyone have anything or know anything. So I posted pictures, and some guy chimed in and said, "Hey, um, I think what you what you have is a gamer. Let me contact somebody who works on the team that I know." Contacted them, he showed him pictures, like, "Yeah, that's probably a gamer." So he made me an offer on it, and I sold it to him, and I'm like, "Done." So, yeah, I mean, you reunite somebody who's really interested in it. Uh, and you, you can always, as as people tend to, to find out very quickly, we always buy jerseys and then you have to accept that at some point you're going to let it go because there's going to be something else that you want. And you need to re, re, uh, redevote resources and, and pick up something new and change out your collection. It's a bit like uh, trading cards every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Um, sometimes you find something that you know somebody else is going to want. Sometimes you find things that you know you're going to want. Like um, I gave a... For Hanukkah, I gave a game worn caps jersey to a to a very good friend of mine because she's she does she when I met her last year she didn't even have a caps jersey so that was one of the first things that I rectified but I got her a game worn jersey for Hanukkah because she just was because she's also a, she's a fashion marketing person she works at Nordstrom and when she got it she was just kind of like oh this is cool but it's huge on her it looks like it kind of looks like um, Shaq. It kind of looks like when Jimmy Fallon puts on Shaq's coat and it's just a huge on him. That's the way it looked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've worn a couple of, uh, I've, I've tried, I used to weigh a lot more, so I would get some of the larger sizes like, um, 58 and 58 plus. And even then those things were like massive. It felt like wearing basically a trench coat sometimes. Yeah. So um, I bought a Chris Simon, um, New York Islanders team issued Jersey from the season. He was suspended. Well, he was suspended for part of the year, and it's a size 60. And I'm just looking – when I got it, I just looked at it, and I'm like, you could cut this on the sides and tie it to a – tie it on, put it on a boat and tie it to a mast and sail across the Chesapeake Bay with it if you really wanted to. <laughs> I think I think I had that same reaction. Not quite the sailing part, but I saw – um somebody has a Derek Bogard jersey from oh, when God. he was with the Minnesota Wild. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I think Brent has it, but I mean, he pulled out this thing and it, it literally stretched wider than two, uh, maybe kind of like those dining hall, ta- dining hall chairs it yep. stretched across both of them. It was wider. And I think he added fabric extensions around the sides. I'm like, I've never actually seen Bogard really play in any of the videos beyond like a couple of fights. And I don't think I got a sense of just how big this guy was. Um, I think he wore like a size 60 goalie. And even then he had to buff up some of the size uh, specifications because this dude was just like the incredible Hulk, but in hockey player form. Well, so I remember, I remember one of Zidane Char's rookie jerseys from the Islanders went on some game one auction site and somebody zoomed in on it. And what they did was they cut it in half because it was, he was just so long to extend it. There was no Jersey big enough that they made. So they had to cut one in half. And so another jersey on top of it. And so you can see in the pictures, there's a very fine line going to the class and going through the numbers where they had to cut it and re-sew it. And I'm like, 
this has to be it. I'm I'm saying to myself, Dan Ochoa has to be a nightmare. I'm glad he plays when he does now, not like in the 70s when the jerseys were all wool and all hand-stitched because it would have been a massive nightmare to go to the distributor. Can you imagine? Huh, yeah, we need a size 58 jersey. What? 58? Yes, 58. Just make it, okay? He's huge. <laughs> I, I'm i glad we, he lives in today's time, not 1972, because I don't think they would know what to do with him. Yeah, and for context, for anyone who probably hasn't seen a lot of vintage jerseys, for the most part, back then they were very small sizes. Um, so, like, a lot of the guys were much smaller, and especially if you go back even to the, the mid-20th century, those guys were like sticks. Um, so, like, those jerseys and shirts were basically more like, you know, average sweaters and stuff. Right. But as as the size of these specifications, of course, bumped up, they started needing to make larger jerseys. And I mean, you see Zidane Charo is kind of a, a giraffe in human form. So um, they did have to uh, make some modifications there. So now that we've actually gotten into some stories and things about that, tell me about a favorite memory around a jersey. You know, was it meeting a pro? Was it a specific jersey that had a moment of history attached to it? So I was at a Goodwill up in Towson. Um Maryland for all of you who don't know and it was half off day and I was just, and I was up there because Hofstra I went to Hofstra University Hofstra was playing Towson Hofstra was on a huge winning streak we were in the top we had the best winning streak in the country at the time it was just a marvelous time to be a Hofstra pride fan and I was, I'm still going to talk about it till I die but so I was up there it was half off day I was walking through the store and I see this Washington Wizards jersey and I'm looking at it I'm going this thing's like, this thing seems really bizarre and out of place. So I look at it, and I pick it up, and I start looking at it. And I'm confused because I've never seen a game-worn NBA jersey before, but it, all the tagging is correct. And so I posted one of the, a basketball group that I'm in and said, hey, I found this jersey. Can someone help me and tell me if it's game-worn? And they said, yeah, it's game-worn. It, all the tagging is correct and the stitching is correct for it. So um, I bought it, and... It was originally $5 because it's half off day. It's $2.50. So I take it home. The guy's name is Smith on the back. Um, and so I started going through the Washington Wizards, old media guys and basketball encyclopedias, trying to find out who Smith is. I can't find a single thing. So I go to Reddit and type it and ask Reddit. Reddit's not helpful. Um, I post to Twitter, ask the Wizards. A friend of mine that I met in Kaliningrad when I was at the World Cup, actually, is a librarian. So he reaches out to me and says, that's a nice Ron Smith jersey that you found. Ron Smith played one preseason game for the Wizards in 2004, played three minutes, picked up one foul, and a loss to the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, so I'm like, okay, who's Ron Smith? So I started finding his backstory, and I found him on Facebook. And I reached out to him on Facebook and said, I found this. Is this your jersey? I was like, oh, my God, that is my jersey. Where did you find it? And so I told him, and it's like, what the hell is it doing? I'm like, I'm, I was just about to ask you that. So the guy had a long, very, we talked for about, a lot about his career, and he had a long career uh, playing in Europe, playing in Asia, playing in Mexico. And now he's working at, now works at, um, at a bank. And he's just kind of like, that is so cool that you have that. And I'm like, do you want it back? I'll send it to you back. And he's like, no, no, no. If you're happy with it, keep it. But he was just shocked that somebody had it and somebody found it. I'm like, this is awesome. And I, I don't, I'm pretty sure that most of you don't know much about basketball jerseys, but it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Because I'm, 
I'm not a fan of the NBA anymore. The NBA is just sort of like so meh now. But it's just it was just so cool to find that at a thrift store of all places. Yeah, I, I mean, like I was, I was about to ask where again that you found it. I'm like, a thrift store, really? And sometimes when you come across game worns, um, especially in thrift stores, you tend to find like a lot of local minor league teams and things. But a preseason Wizards jersey. Yeah. So huh? in, the, in the same place, I found a field hockey uh, jacket for Drexel Lacrosse, women's lacrosse. And come to find out when I type in the, when I go through the roster of the Drexel women's lacrosse, it belonged to somebody who had, who's a part of quadruplets and all four quadruplets play NCAA women's lacrosse. So that is the first set of quadruplets ever to play NCAA women's lacrosse ever. And so I found her on Instagram and followed her. She finally accepted my request three months later. So I messaged her about this. Like, yeah, that was fun. I donated that. Why are you asking me about it? It's like, because I picked it up. And she was like, oh, that's why I was asking. <laughs> she, thought <that> was <laughs> she thought it was weird that someone would just out of the blue ask her on Instagram. I'm like, I just want to confirm that this was yours. That's all. After that, have a nice day. I hope to see you in the Women's Professional League soon at some point. That's all I had to say to her. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a similar experience. It was funny. I I found on eBay. Um, I think you've probably seen this one in the group, but it was like a Winnipeg Junior Jets jersey. And I think I'm not 100 percent sure because the Junior Jets records are they do have like photos of teams and stuff back in the day, but it's pretty sparse on their website. There actually is a picture of Jonathan Taves when he was like I don't know 10 years old playing for that team wow. in like 96. It's one of the only photos that they have, but. This one had Zajac on the back, um, number 11. And <clears throat> to this day, I've never actually been able to confirm which of the Zajacs it is. Because um, I think Travis has two or three brothers. I know it's not the one. There's one that actually plays in college right now. But he's got like another brother. I think there are two brothers. One of them used to play. I think he actually played. One of them played for the, the Stingrays. I think it was Kelly Zajac that played for the Stingrays. Yep. Um and there was, a, I think, a third brother. I don't know. This family just seems to sprout everywhere. <laughs> uh, but I messaged one of them on Facebook, like, hey, I found this. You know, I'd love to reunite whoever, you know, which, whatever, whichever brother it is. I'd love to send this back. You know, is this, do you know if this is Travis's? And he left me on red. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm used to that on, like, you know, if I were in a dating app, I'd expect that. But, like, hey, I, I want to, you know, figure out if this, is, uh, if this is Travis's jersey. But, unfortunately... I didn't get a response. Uh, in general, I think the, the Zajacs tend to kind of keep them keep to themselves. But I think that that's probably one of the weirder things I've picked up. I think the other weird one that I found was um, there was a couple of years ago, somebody I think had passed away, unfortunately, um, and he was putting all of his collection up. It was mostly non-gamers. But there was this one Las Vegas Wranglers jersey. I don't know if you've seen it. It's so hideous. It's like the sublimated thing from the first season that they were oh, around. Yeah. Yeah, it had like the flying mascot cow thing on it. Oh, so ugly. Uh, and it turns out that that guy, I think, is actually, um, he was a minor league player and kind of drifted be between a couple of teams. But oh my gosh, like I can't imagine going out to a pro game, throwing that on and being like, yep, this is great. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's awesome. Just so ugly, man. Well, so it's... It's kind of funny because I've picked up a lot of really strange things. Like I picked up a game-worn um, Tampa Bay Rays spring training jersey down in Tampa. Um, and the guy was a career minor leaguer. He was a 
he was a spring training invitee uh, in 2010, and that was the only year he was invited to a spring training. And he didn't pan out, so he got cut, and it was at a thrift store for eight bucks. And I'm like, it's sold. And I'm like, that's just really bizarre because it has a name name on the back. And if you're not familiar with baseball, spring training jerseys at the time normally just had a number and not a name. If you want went to the team store to buy one, they most of the time would not have a name on the back. They would just have a number. So to have a name on the back, that was just like, whoa, 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 this is not normal. This completely threw me for a loop for a little. And I was like, then I found him on Google. I was like, oh, that's the guy. Okay, he retired in 2013. Cool. Yeah, you can't even buy a replica for $8, let alone, you know, a professional grade, authentic, or a team issued. And then to be a spring training jersey with a name on the back, pretty rare. Yeah, but... and I found I found other stuff like that. I found a bunch of local high school stuff, too, uh, for me. Like, I found a Magruder, two Magruder High School baseball jerseys. Um, I have a Wooten baseball jersey, which it Wooten's a, an archival of my former, my former high school, Churchill. Um, I just find some of the weird stuff and I'm selling, like I sold the Magruder Jersey to somewhere way down in Virginia, almost by Tennessee and another one all the way to West Virginia over by Ohio. So I'm like, what? This makes no sense. It is what it is, you know? Before we continue on tonight's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick PSA. If you are looking for a local advertising opportunity, if you're a listener of this podcast, you've no doubt heard about all of the great advertising opportunities currently working with the Lockdown Sports Network to reach sports fans all across the U.S., North America, and other locations. What you may not know, however, is that Lockdown Winnipeg Jets is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Winnipeg Jets fans who are just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company the unique opportunity to reach local Jets fans on a routine basis. Our listeners aren't just ordinary podcast listeners, they're Lockdown listeners. If your company wants to connect with local Jets fans who are predominantly male, well-educated, and with disposable income, then drop us a line at Locked On Podcasts. Local fans love supporting local businesses, and we love supporting you. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and shoot us a message. Our team will work with you step-by-step to achieve the greatest level of Locked On advertising success possible. Once again, be sure to text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Kind of going on this same thread of, of finding odd jerseys and things, um, <clears throat> and maybe maybe this one was already answered with the Saginaw jersey, but what would you say is the most incredible thing that you've come across and what made it so special? That's a tough one. Um, the Saginaw Gears jersey is definitely up there. Hang on. I need to pull up my my work Instagram. Uh, because, so I found two tough Gini football jerseys. Um, in the same location, different numbers too, which was even funnier. Um, but some you never know what you're going to find. Um, I found, actually, actually, all right, I got to, so I was so there's a auction website called Everything But the House, ebth.com. And I was searching just football and what pops up a lot of seven football jerseys. Um and who was the former owner of those jerseys? Somebody who was the head um head equipment manager for the basketball team in the sixties. And so I found those. I posted it to a college to a uh, football jersey group that I'm in. And said, 
I found these. Can anyone tell me if these are or if these are game game worn or not? Guy chimes in and says, "Hey, I'm a big LSU collector. Can I like can I buy these from you?" He said, "Yeah, sure." So I paid a hundred and ninety for the for the lot of seven, and I sold those two jerseys for five hundred bucks. And they're both made by Russell Southern, um, and it's just one of them is completely hammered, and because the material is so thin, it's kind of like a T-shirt almost with numbers heat pressed on and it's just falling apart, but I sold it for a good amount. And I'm like, damn, this is really made a really good deal on it. Um, another story that I have like that in the same lot, there was a really, really hammered red Jersey holes everywhere. They tried to stitch it back together, but it wasn't stitched together. Right. So the stitching was coming apart. There were just holes everywhere. And I sold it to a guy out of New Jersey and he said he was going to wear it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not going to wear this. But ever since then, I've been looking um, in the T-shirt section, trying to find uh, those shirts that feel older and feel like thinner. Because every now and again, you're going to find something like that. And you're just going to be like, wow, this is really, really old. Yeah, you kind of dig up a couple of relics here and there from the uh, the, the, the good old glory days of uh, pro sports. Yeah, I don't I don't really know a whole lot about basketball jerseys, but I imagine a lot of sports jerseys uh, before the turn of the uh, turn of the millennium millennium were kind of on the cheaper side. Um, and they well, made them with some like real thin material. Well, so basketball jerseys in the in the 70s and 80s were made by a company known as Sandnet. Um, and they made very, very durable jerseys that heat pressed heat pressing of them of the numbers and whatnot is not very durable. It comes off quite easily, but the Jersey itself is very, very well made. And if they were to make hockey jerseys from that same material, I'm pretty sure the teams would, in New York would probably still be using them if they were new, like how well it was made just to give you an idea as to how, how strong quality it is. I think I've actually seen that brand, although I, I don't remember what it was. Did they actually make hockey jerseys? I thought that they might've. I don't think they did. I know they made they made football jerseys and basketball jerseys. I know that for sure. Maybe I'm thinking of the ba- or the football jerseys because I've definitely seen their label somewhere, but it, it's kind of killing me as to what it was. I feel like I saw it from like some 80s clothing, though. I just, yeah, I don't 100% remember. It's not the most common thing in the world. Um, hang on. So the, uh, the Drexel Dragon uh, worn by Jamie Schneider. That's her name. I, I was blanking on the name. Anyways, but it's you never know what you're going to find sometimes. And I I continually find very, very weird stuff. Um, yeah, I think the weirder it I is, the a, more interesting. Yeah, I made a deal uh, deal with a guy out of Canada that I know through the IIHF group about um, his name's Connor. And I made, I, he sold me like all of his jersey collection that wasn't hockey related. So in my garage, I have a bunch of his jerseys, and a lot of which I've turned around and sold, some of which I've kept. But one of them was a game-used Iceland jersey from the soccer jersey from the 1980s. Um, It was worn by the U23 team, and it's just amazing. The quality is just so – is unmatched. And you look at some of the jerseys today. Like, I compared it to – it's an older Adidas, so I compared it to – Newer Adidas uh, parlay uh, jersey for Juventus. Those are the ones that are made by recycled plastics in the ocean, which I get. It's a great PR move. It's a great thing. Great use of the plastics in the ocean. The quality is just not the same. Yeah, I think a lot of the designs, too, were 
uh, not exactly super appealing. I thought the um, the older football jerseys and soccer jerseys were made to be thicker and a little more durable compared yeah. to what they do these days. They are, and it's just funny to see them like now, because now you watch them and like guys' numbers are falling off, jerseys get ripped. I, heck, I was watching uh, Major League Rugby last weekend, and the Austin team, the um, the nameplates were literally falling off the jerseys. So guys were running with the ball, and their nameplates were down, and all they saw was the number. And I'm like, that's just bad manufacturing and a bad job by the by the team for not getting completely sublimated jerseys and just getting, oh, we'll just heat press some names on. No, you need to get sublimated jerseys. I sponsor um, a hockey a third division ice hockey team over in the UK, Strahan. Uh, the Red Hawks, which, by the way, are in first place of the NIHL South. Yay us. But I sponsored them last year, and the jersey is completely sublimated, and it's absolutely beautiful. The material's meant to last. And I feel like that if they kept recycling jerseys, that one would at least have another five to six-plus years on it. And the guy that, that wore it for me was a fighter, and he had 100-plus penalty minutes. I'm like, I, you cannot beat that. You just can't beat something like that. No, I mean, the longer it lasts, the better it is. Yes. But uh, thank you so much, Zach, for hopping on. Would you like to uh, plug any of your podcasts or social media accounts? Yeah, so um, follow my work my work Instagram, uh, Zach's Trunk Show. That's Zach with an H, Z-A-C-H-S, Trunk, T-R-U-N-K, Show on Instagram. And follow my personal one at Wikipuff88, W-I-K-I-P-U-F-F-88. I try to post a jersey from my collection every Thursday or a cool jacket or something related to sports. Some of them aren't game-worn. Some of them are. The one that I posted uh, today isn't. It's a Wayne Gretzky White Lady Liberty jersey for all of you interested. Uh, newest tags, by the way. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but I always find the, the weirder stuff and just post it because I have a bunch of jerseys and I like showing them off. We always enjoy uh, – we always enjoy the uh... – how shall we say the pageant of jerseys? Yes. And I always try to give a nice little history lesson behind each jersey because some of them are just, some of them you look at and go, what on earth am I looking at? Like I have an FC Rostov jersey. That was, and so FC Rostov, Russian Premier League team. But anyways, it's their rug jersey because some fan had a rug laying around. So he's like, I'll bring it to the game. And so he brought it to the game and it's become their good luck charm. <laughs> oh, it's the funniest story in the world <laughs> strange things man fans have strange rituals I'll tell you that it's only weird if it doesn't work thank you Bud Luck for that one and only weird if it doesn't work alright Zach thank you so much for hopping on we appreciate you having on you're welcome back anytime thanks again alright thank you thanks again for listening folks I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful interview with Zach we really appreciate him coming on and we hope that he comes back down the road with some more stories As always, thanks again for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!